Absolute Radio Country is filled with the best sounds from Nashville 24 hours a day. But even we can't fit in everything. You'll find the full story right here. This is Country Music Talk, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the world of country music. We love bringing you the biggest names from the world of country music here on the podcast, so thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe if you haven't already, and that way you'll never miss an episode. And if you're in the UK, you can listen to Absolute Radio Country live and enjoy the no-repeat guarantee. It's our promise to never play the same song twice during your workday between 9 to 5, Monday to Friday. Right, on with the podcast. This is the Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. It's Absolute Radio Country. I'm Balin Leonard, and today uh, joined by an artist who first came bursting onto the country music scene back in the summer of 2021. He had a platinum-selling debut single called Ride the Lightning, and now he's taken the country charts by storm with his latest song, and we love it here, Pretty Little Poison. He's played on the Kelly Clarkson show over in the States. He's graced the iconic stage of the Grand Ole Opry, and he's racked up over a billion streams of his music. Warren Ziders, welcome to Absolute Radio Country. Where do we find you? I'm currently in Nashville right now. Just had my first show uh, this past Saturday to kick off the Pretty Little Poison tour for the spring here. I got some cuts and stuff. I know what right happened. Now. I posted on social media. Yeah, I took a pretty bad fall. Let's say uh, I tripped and fell and I came down like a ton of bricks. It was, Did you keep singing, though? I didn't miss a beat. <laughs> See, that's the mark of a true professional. My uh, my team was completely baffled. They couldn't believe it. I had blood all over me. I had blood on my jeans and didn't miss a beat. So it, it, it makes for a good story. Absolutely makes for a good story. It's kind of like a rite of passage as well, right? All the greats have, have fallen off stage or on stage. So, you know, you're already that's another kind of bucket list thing. Tick done. Um, hey, congratulations on everything, not just the, the launch of your first ever headline tour, but also uh, Pretty Little Poison. It seems like, you know, Pretty Little Poison is when we really started hearing a lot about you. And so, of course, that thing happens where people go, oh, you know, there's like this massive, huge song. This guy's come out of nowhere. He's taken off really quickly. But of course, behind the scenes, that's never the case. I mean, you did have other, like Ride the Lightning and, and you had some other releases that, that people were really loving. But obviously, Pretty Little Poison seems to be on a whole new level. Looking from the outside with so many people going, wow, that, that really happened real quick. Did it feel that way for you? Because you've been putting in presumably blood, sweat and tears for years. You know, it's funny. It's, it's, a, weird, it's a weird feeling in an inner battle that I go back and forth with myself where I just got this, um, much like how your phone gives you memories yeah, while yeah. pop up on your phone. And I got a memory from like three years ago and it was me posting on social media on TikTok and Instagram. It was one of my videos, one of my first ever covers that I posted. And I got that memory and I sent it to my dad and I was like, wow, this was three years ago and look where we are now and we're just starting. Like it's been a wild ride. At moments, it feels fast. At moments, it feels slow because, like you said, the blood, sweat, and tears. And I'll be celebrating my official two-year anniversary of starting touring uh, at the end of this March coming up. Right. So if you put it on paper, it sounds fast. Mm -hmm. But for me, the previous athlete, person who grinds, and all I think about is this, lanes of the hours of night, and just I care so much about what I do, about my craft, about growing, about expanding. How do I touch more lives? How do I how do I have another song like Pretty Little Poison? You know, does that put pressure on you like that when you have a? Because you know, I've spoken to a lot of people um, 
who have had these big, massive breakaway hits. And some of them, you know, it's like water off a duck's back. They're like, yeah, you know, that I'm just doing my thing. It's all good. Some people feel like a little bit of pressure, whether that's internal or external pressure when you have a huge hit to follow it up with something even bigger. I think, in my opinion, the way I view this is that, yes, having a hit is amazing. And having a hit is hard, especially in today's market with the amount of people posting on social media, mm -hmm. attention spans are so short now. So you have to grab people's attentions. And the thing is, it's like very little poison has been out for almost a year now. Mm -hmm. And it's now finally starting to see like its true potential. Yes. It's going like this, it's going up, it's come down. It's going like it's had its peaks and it's had its spikes, but it's consistently stayed um, an absolutely big streaming song. And we're seeing the effects of it on country radio and what it's doing on there and just like how fast that that has flown up the charts. And now that is allowing me with my first official song on country radio to touch a different demographic and a different market. So you're seeing it in ticket sales. You're seeing it in the crowd sizes. So And people singing along, I would imagine as well, right? Oh, every word. It's, um, it's one of those songs that you barely even have to sing. It's you, you play that opening and then that steal, that intro steal for the top of the song, it's awesome. But it's funny because shout out to my fans and this journey for me because I've been able to build something so tight-knit, such a tight-knit culture, group of fans that continues to grow because I always like to say my biggest selling point is the live show. Right. I feel that when I get people to come to a live show, that's my opportunity to make a fan for a life. Then I see him again. Great saying, this is my 20th show. This is my 30th show. This is my sixth time seeing you on this tour. I've seen you seven times now over the last two tours. Like people keep reoccurring, coming back, coming back. And I think it has something to say about the live performance, the live show that me and my boys put on stage. And I just want to build a culture around me and stand for something that's good. And the reality is, is that I think I stand for being authentic, being true to who you are and having no remorse for it. You know, we live in a world now where people want to come after you and tear you down. Like that's always been a thing. There's going to be people that love you. There's going to be people that hate you. Yeah. It's just easier for people to tell you that now. Yeah. You know, talking about live shows, uh, you've had some big ones, uh, sold out the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville, which obviously is a storied venue, uh, but also you made your Grand Ole Opry debut. And, and this is like the benchmark, isn't it? It is a bucket list. It is one of the most important things that a, a country artist can do. What was your debut like at the Grand Ole Opry when you stepped into that circle? So many different emotions. I'll, I'll be a man about it. I wept like a baby. It was a uh, it was a crazy moment for me considering that was my 20th time ever stepping on a stage playing live music when I stepped in that circle. What? That's quite a big, tw I mean, for it to happen that quickly, but also, I mean, that's just crazy. Like th that, that just seems crazy. I mean, it, we talk about things happening quite quickly, but um, that just seems out of this world. So were you still quite nervous about performing in general, let alone at the Opry? This is where I go back to, you know, my faith. And I'm a strong believer in my faith. And the reason why I'm in the position I am today is because I believe that God has a plan for everybody. That is me personally. But I think that this is what I was put on this earth to do. And this is what I was meant to do. And I finally found my calling. And 
the first time I ever stepped on stage, the amount of nerves, the feeling of I'm going to throw up before I can go out there. Because again, I went from never being a person who sang in public, who did mm -hmm. that kind of thing. I was an athlete. I played lacrosse for 12 years. A different kind of performance. Well, my first time I ever stepped on a stage was in front of 700 people. Um, sold out acoustic show with me and a guitar player. How did you go from you know playing lacrosse, being an athlete, to your first show being 700 people that sold it out? Was that, that all down to social media? Yeah, down to social media. And my background is in sports, yes, but my background also is in business and marketing. Yeah, I saw that you, you went to university for that, right? So that's, that's very useful uh, where you find yourself at the moment, I should imagine. Uh, very useful. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it all came down to, um, I always like to say, don't rush um, and don't skip steps. And, uh, you know, don't try to um, get to the next level without truly... Prime example of that is the song like Pray a Little Poison. You know, in my heart as an artist, you know, I'm like, I want to work on new music and I, and I am. But don't forget the song that is growing and building and touching lives and continue to show that love, continue to push that song, continue to talk about it, how it's doing and everything. Because I am on the Pray a Little Poison tour. So don't smack the hand that's feeding you, I guess is a good way. I'm yeah. putting it. Don't get tired of singing Pretty Little Poison. <laughs> oh, no. Oh I, oh, I won't. Oh, I won't. So, um, I, you know, I've been to the Grand Ole Opry many times, uh, both sitting out front and, and, you know, had the privilege of being invited backstage. And it's just such a special thing. And one of the things that's lovely about, I think, that room is that as, as excited as everybody is to be on the stage, whether they're making their debut there or whether they've, you know, p p played it a hundred times, they're still excited to be there. And the audience is so excited to be there because many of them, they'll have dreamt for years to be in that room and to be in the Opry and grown up with it on TV or on the radio. And so it's just one of the very few venues in the world where everybody is excited to be there. You know, uh, it doesn't seem like it becomes commonplace to anybody it doesn't seem and you know even the hosts you know like that are introducing the acts whether it's kelly sutton or anybody else you know everybody is just like i'm at the grand Ole opry uh, and i think that that's it's very rare that you're in a room where everybody wants to be there i can uh, i can attest to that i think that um it's got such heritage and such a history to it that every time you step into the circle Speaking for the artist standpoint, you can feel the energy. You can mm -hmm. feel how much of a privilege and how much of a blessing it is to have the opportunity to step in that circle. And free sweet tea and popcorn backstage. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. Come on. More places should do that. I stick I stick to water. You know, I have a strict regimen with, you know, the whole try to stay lean and get in good shape. You got some big fans, Jelly Roll. I mean, one of the biggest stars in country music or music at the moment, and also just a big teddy bear of a guy who is so caring and so kind. Uh, what is it like to have the support of somebody like Jelly? You can't really put it into words. And you know, being a 24 year old in this industry and kind of coming up, coming down from up north, being in Pennsylvania to then Tennessee and everything, and kind of, I like to say, baptized by fire. I think there's no better way to learn than just by going through it. That's the only way that you can truly get reps and understand who you are and you know how you're going to continue to perfect your craft. But having someone like Jelly come along who 
kind of as an advocate for me and has spoken out for me, putting that arm around me and kind and just and being so kind. I mean, it's one thing to have an artist kind of support you and you know that they support you um, behind the scenes or, you know, they take you out on tour and stuff like that. But then we've been talking a lot about social media and when Jelly kind of tweeted about you and put, put a post out about you, did you kind of feel the impact of that immediately? Because he also has such, he's built such a, an audience of, of, of people around him that, that just adore what he does and what he stands for. I think a little bit for sure. And, you know, him and I had played a couple of festivals this previous summer together. He had called me out on stage to sing Simple Man with him. Uh, a couple of times. And that is a religious experience. I mean, I, 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 I went to see him in uh, Georgia and in the audience, I felt like I was having a religious experience. So I can't imagine for you on stage with all of that energy coming towards you, it must have just been unbelievable. Uh, yeah, it um, there's a video on my social on Instagram that I posted of us singing Simple Man out in Iowa and the crowd volume you can feel mm. almost passing through you as if like you were a ghost like it just kind of can't and like i've rewatched that video a thousand times of just that experience and those moments like that are what drive me and make me reflect and be like this is what i want to do this is what i want to achieve i plan to be headlining one day and and doing this whole thing so like you said it takes blood sweat and tears and not letting my foot off the pedal. Just before I let you go, because I mean, you're a busy man, you're on tour, uh, and I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, you're on tour over there. When you coming over to the UK? That's what everybody's asking me. Oh, I know. The amount of comments I see on social media, and uh, I hear about all the DMs that I get from my content people. We are planning and talking. Conversations have been had. Do not hold me to it. Uh, I don't know if it's a done deal yet, but I think conversations are happening for 25 for 25 all right so we will just circle the whole of 25 on our calendar and at some point we will write in warren ziders when we know more hey thank you for taking the time to have a chat with us congratulations on everything that's happening and i can't wait to see you again appreciate you thank you so much brother the country music talk podcast from absolute radio country an in-depth look behind the scenes at the world of country music Thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll have another dropping soon for y'all, so don't forget to keep it country. If you enjoy the Country Music Talk podcast, chances are you'll also enjoy Absolute Radio Country. It's the place where real music matters, and we love country music just as much as you do. You'll find us online on the free Absolute Radio app on digital radio throughout the UK, or just ask your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country. 